Previously on Masks and Mayhem. The party is being held in the Wagner building, owned by Tristan Wagner, who is one of the people that we're tracking. Wonderful. I'm Tristan Wagner. This is uh, my little get-together. Oh, you don't know Adrian? That's Adrian Hughes. She, uh, venture capitalist, uh, kind of has her fingers in everything these days. You can tell he's a government official because of the frumpy suit that he's wearing. Uh, and he looks uh, very uncomfortable and out of place. So do we think this government official is here to purchase these weapons, or do we think he's here to try to stop them as well? Is he an ally? Oh, good day. Um, Betsy had failed to mention he's with the Australian government. <laughs> I'm Bernard. A person wearing a hood and mask calmly walks into view, grabs a bag of money, and walks off. That's the First National Bank of Riverside, and they lost exactly the federally insured amount. Wow. So I want you and Gemini to look into this. Gemini yells, Bank heist mystery! Uh, Sloan presses some buttons on his tablet, and you get a little notification ding, and it's a file about the results. It lists off a name, Emily Victoria Hahn. You go to reach for her, stumble forward, and as you do, uh, she emits like a slight yellow glow, and you actually slip right through her. Oh my god. What just happened? Did you get her powers? And Gemini looks down at her hands and says, No. You all go, and Bernard follows along and gets in the elevator with you. And you see Adrian scrolling around on her phone, and as the doors to the elevator close, you hear her say, Holy shit, stop them! She's with Union! Yardak, you are in the elevator in the Wagner building, which is across the river in Rosslyn from D.C. You and Union Director Betsy Bullard, along with your acquaintance Bernard Allen, got in just in time. As the doors closed, Silicon Valley mogul and apparent anti-Atlantean Adrian Hughes discovered Betsy's true identity. How do you feel? Still a bit hot under the collar because of Adrian and her uh, gillneck comment, and uh, Tristan wanted to pick some fights with me, but... I have the upper hand on him. He wants what I have, and I know he'll stop at no lengths to get it, so he is kind of my pawn until I decide otherwise. Do you say anything to the others? Um, Because Bernard looks a little, like, wary all of a sudden. Bernard, are you okay? You look a little bit uh, flustered after that whole spiel. What was that about? Union? Uh, Do I want to let them in on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want them in on this. Yeah, my, uh compatriot here we work together for the same company and tristan and adrian are apparently not fans of ours make an insight check 15 
you get a little bit from Betsy's body movements that she thinks it's time to give Bernard the full story. So you heard Adrian accuse Claire and I of being members of Union, and she's actually correct in that one. Union is the United Nations Irregular Operations Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Okay, okay. You know me, I am Yardak, and this is actually not Clara. This is Betsy Bullard. She actually runs Union. And Betsy kind of just like breathes a sigh of release. Finally, I can drop that stupid accent. <laughs> Betsy looks towards Bernard and says, we were here kind of scouting these guys out, getting a feel for them, finding out what they were up to. Sorry to drag you into it. Yeah, we went into the party tonight to try to glean some information from Tristan, but Adrian ended up throwing a wrench into our plans. I ended up noticing that there was a picture in Tristan's office that had a hinge attached, and I want to get into whatever's behind there. Betsy reaches forward and hits the emergency stop on the elevator. They're going to be waiting for us in the lobby. I don't think, especially if you want to examine that that painting, I don't think it's a good idea for us to take this the whole way. You're right, Betsy. I think we should part ways at this point in time and have Bernard go back upstairs and attempt to see what he can find out about that painting as me and you deal with whatever's downstairs. I, I'm trying to have a good time here, and I you know, I get that you guys are doing a good thing, but I'm, I'm no secret agent. I was no secret agent either, Bernard, until I got roped into this union stuff, and you don't have to join. You potentially could join, but who knows other than to test the waters. Betsy reaches forward and starts pulling at the doors. Yardak, help me out with this. I wonder if I can just use my water to like... You don't have any water on you? That's right, I was at the party. You're wearing a tuxedo. You know, kind of looked the part. All right, I grab the other side of the elevator doors and help Betsy pry this apart. When the two of you pry the door open, you find yourself in what appears to be some kind of business part of these of the skyscraper. There's a couple hallways with different offices and signage pointing towards bathrooms and exits and things of that nature. Betsy looks at you, Yardak. I don't think there's any way we're going to get Bernard back into that party. He's They've tagged him as being with us now at this point. In that case, we're going to have to try to get him out of here in one piece. Betsy pulls her phone out and goes, shit. What's wrong, Betsy? They have to have a signal jammer here. I'm, I'm completely cut off. I've got no, no cell signal. How about you, Bernard? Do you happen to have a phone that works? Bernard pulls his phone out and goes, my signal's completely gone too. Damn. Let's see what we can find on this floor, and uh, if it comes up empty, we can try to go from here. All right. What do you do next? I'm going to do a perception check to see what I can notice about this room. All right. Roll perception. 16. At this point, it's it's kind of late at night. You know, we're talking like 8, almost 9 o'clock. The, the hallway that you've walked into is dark, but you can see that there's a little bit of light in each of the office rooms. But they also have like kind of those glass partitions in the doors, so you can see into them and you can kind of see that they're all empty. I'll direct the group of us to go to the hall down the left. So just so you know, if you're attempting to move stealthily, you get a penalty if you move at full speed. Well, there's nobody on the floor, right? With your perception check, you didn't hear anybody currently. Okay. Then, yeah, let's let's keep it stealthy just in case. Let's take it slow around uh, this corner here. You see more office rooms down the hall to the right. You can see that there's a sign for a bathroom. So yeah, still just dark, empty hallway. We could make our way back up there. If you really have a hunch that that might be a big deal in that painting yard act. Part of me wants to go back up there, but then the other part of me is a little worried that something might go down and we might injure some innocent people up in there. But then the other part of me also doesn't want to leave because this could be a golden opportunity that we might miss. What do you think, Betsy? We gathered a lot of good intel while we were here, and the more floors we put between here and the ground, the harder it's going to be to get back down. You're right, you're right, Betsy. Uh, let's not get too full of ourselves. Let's just uh, try to get out of here without losing any limbs. All right. What do you do next? Uh, let's head towards the stairwell. 
So you start following the signage, and you come around a corner, and you can see the stairwell at the end, but suddenly you hear a commotion from the stairs, like people walking down it. Let's duck back behind the wall before anybody decides to come down here. All right, make a stealth check for me. What? You just spun that like a dreidel. 11 plus 9, 20. Sorry, one second. I need to... That was so cool. It like bank shot and spun. Yeah, I never see... I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> okay, you duck into one of the office rooms mm-hmm. uh, right as you hear the door to the stairwell open. You can hear two distinct sets of voices and feet moving around. One of them shouts out, yeah, all right, let's check this whole floor, get this place cleared before we move down to the next one. And you can hear one of them walking distinctly towards the office room that you're in. He walks by, and just out of the corner of your eye, as you're putting yourself against the wall, you can see him look in. You don't meet eyes, he doesn't seem to notice you, and keeps walking. Are the guards armed? You didn't see them before you went in? All of us are unarmed. I don't really want to take the risk. Can we hide in here, and hopefully they go on to the next floor? Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll be going up. We won't have any resistance on the way down. Make another stealth check for me. 20 again. You hear them make their way through. You hear them talking to each other again. Uh, I think this one's clear. Let's let's move downstairs. And you hear them. You hear the door of the stairwell close as they walk away. All right. Looks like that's not working in our favor. Let's try to peek our heads into that stairwell. And when they go into that next floor, let's try to hustle down. Sounds like a plan. You want to take the lead? Sure. Absolutely. So you make your way into the stairwell and start walking down it. You reach the next floor and you look through and you don't see the guards. Or, like, the floor two. Yeah. Like, Which one are you trying to get to? The one below you or the below. one two below you? So, when they go into the next floor to check that one, we're going to try to run down and get ahead of them. All right. As you're waiting in the stairwell for them to come back up uh, or come back out, you hear a door open up in the stairwell a few floors above you, but you hear it echo. Great. Are they still in the stairwell or have they gone on to the next floor at least? The ones that you just avoided went to the floor below you and then there's a, it sounds like additional up above, gotcha. above you. Well, then let's try to haul ass and get down these stairs, guys. All right. Uh, make another stealth check. 17. Yeah, 17. Well, what floor are we on? You're on, like, the 14th floor. Okay. That's doable. We can run down these stairs. Much as we can. So, again, you're trying to run down the stairs? Yes. Okay. Just, like, a straight shot trying to get down and get out of this building. As you're running, you hear one of the guards go, Hey, who is that? Who's down there? And then I take a quick glance up, and how many do I see? You see two more guards. Two more guards? Uh, And these guards, you can see, are carrying pistols. All right, let's uh, then jump into whatever floor that we're on now and try to at least give ourselves some advantage. All right, you did get down two floors, so you are now now on the 12th floor. Gotcha. All right, well, now they know we're here. And Betsy says, we should try to find something we can use as a weapon, and goes to check the janitor's closet but the door is locked. Can we bust it down? Do we think it's reinforced or... Actually, what what's your strength? Uh, not a lot. Um, my strength is three. All right. I'll keep an eye out. You try and kick it down. Make it an unarmed attack. Unarmed attack? Where do I... Oh, right here. I was going to say, actually, before you roll, I can say you could try to pick the lock, but that will take more time. Yeah, we don't have time. Uh, and what would that be under? Uh, An acrobatics? That would be sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. I have z- zero. So, yeah. All right. 23. With a loud crack, the lock to the door just breaks in and the door smashes down. Inside, you can see you know, your normal allotment of chemicals and buckets and brooms and mops. If there's mops, is there a sink? 
there is a very small sink. I turn it on, and I plug the sink to get it to fill. When you go to reach to turn on, though, no water comes out. In that case, I'll... How many mops are there? Two. Betsy and I will each break a mop and use them for protection. All right, so you've now garnered a spear. How strong is the, your normal Lantian spear? Uh, What's the damage on that, usually? Damage three, strength-based. So that means it's three plus your strength. So in this case, with this one, it's going to be one plus your strength. Um, but you each have one now. You hear the footsteps in the stairwell getting pretty close, and you hear a couple, couple guys yelling now, though. Uh, is there anything that Bernard can use to protect himself with in this closet? Betsy actually hands off her mop to him. Okay, looks like it's me and Bernard. Betsy looks at you. I've got a bit more training in hand-to-hand combat. It seems more fair. You're not wrong, Betsy. You're not wrong. We should try and duck in somewhere. Let's duck into this side room here and try to have them pass us, and then we can take them from behind. Betsy and Bernard both nod at you. You hear what sounds like four people. Actually, make a perception check. 24. You hear what sounds like five people. Jesus. As they come out, they pass by you. They, they again, just like before, they glance inside. And you hear one of them yell, I saw them run into this into this floor. There's no way they could have gotten out. We've got the elevator secured. So these guys are facing down the opposite hallway, and they're walking that way, and these guys are facing the opposite way. So they all have our, their backs to us. Correct. Okay, let's sneak out. Uh, so to sneak, um, you can move half your speed. All right, Bernard. Now that these guys are facing the other way. To be clear, like, you can't make him do something. All right, Bernard, the guys are facing the opposite direction. We're going to get these two guys here on the right. You get the one on the left. I'll get the one on the right. And we take them as hostages for the other three guys. Bernard shakily nods. All right, are you ready? He nods again. Do I have to roll? Well, yeah. First, you have to roll stealth. And I need to roll... 13. Do I have to roll for Bernard? No, I rolled for Bernard. So you start making your way out, and you get up close to them, and right as you get behind them, Bernard's spear scrapes against the wall. God damn it, Bernard. Suddenly, the two of those guys turn towards you, but they haven't said anything yet, so it is time to roll initiative. Wait, oh, that's not a six. That's a nine. I have 13. Wait, 15. I can't count. Okay, 15. And, and Bernard needs to roll... And Betsy needs to roll. Okay. Bernard is actually top in the round. All right, then. So Bernard panics and swings at the guard right next to him. When he realizes the guards are turning towards him, panics and swings his spear and misses him and hits the wall. And just yells, oh shit. He yells? Yeah. The fuck, Bernard? He's not a trained- You're not a part of the team anymore. (laughs) He's not a trained combatant. All right, well, here we go. It's your turn. How did the guards react to that? I guess they had already seen you, so they were already like re- they're ready to go. Well, the two that, that the two that uh, you saw, but he did just you did just make noise. What kind of weapons do they have? The two that you're looking at have pistols. Oh, great. Okay, so I'm going to take my spear and place it right up against the throat of the guy that I'm closest to, and I'm going to say to him, "Let us out of here if you want to live." So you're trying to intimidate him? Yeah. All right. Roll intimidation. Just a reminder, you do have a hero point, and your character has luck. Yeah, I think I'm going to use a luck point. All right, how many of those do you have again? I have two. So here goes the second time. Much better. So 17 plus 7 is going to be 25. The guard that you point the spear at looks down at the pointy end and lowers his weapon, and is looks kind of terrified. 
I turn to look at the other guy and say, if you do anything hasty too, he gets it and then you're next. In that case, guard number one, it's his turn, and he drops his weapon and keeps his hands down. Smart choice, man. Smart choice. Guard two hasn't moved, but he hasn't put his weapon down either. Is he going to do anything? No, he just he just like holding steady. Gotcha. And then does that reset the round or are there other guys on the other side? Because you made noise, it alerted the others. The guard closest to Betsy turns around and sees you guys. So he goes to take aim at you and fire. What is your uh, dodge plus 10? 15. He fires, and at that exact moment, Betsy actually jumps in the way and, and takes the shot in the shoulder. Okay, Betsy. Earning my respect. She yells out, ah! And that's when uh, the other two guards, who had just kind of you know been starting to turn around, fully turn around and see this woman like shot in the shoulder. Suddenly, from a leg holster, Betsy pulls out what looks to be some kind of gun and fires at the guard who, who shot her, hits him in the chest, and he falls over. Hell yeah, Betsy. That's what we do things at Union. Myra, you are sitting in the home of Emily Victoria Hahn, who you just discovered is the posthuman behind the robbery at First National Bank of Riverside. Moments before, Hahn had escaped by turning insubstantial and backflipping out the door. Gemini is sitting on the floor, still staring at her hands, having experienced the first time she wasn't able to copy a power. What do you do? Myra goes towards Gemini and tries to comfort her. Myra, I'm just, I'm just nervous. Like, how do you stop someone who can go anywhere? Like, how do we, we can't, she could do anything she wants. Like, I don't even know if she realizes that. I don't know if she realizes that either, but I think we should head over to Dr. Alvarado and see if we can figure out if she left some kind of impression or residue or I don't even know on you. Do you think we should check the house out? Yeah, since we're here, we might as well. Okay, so... I was say, which one of these two is going to be better for you? Is it going to be uh, perception or investigation? Perception? Uh, where's investigation on this? They are both under oh, your right. skills. Okay, definitely perception. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to need you to make a perception check. So, 25? <laughs> the game where everyone struggles at math. Look, that's life for me. That's another, <laughs> like... Okay, so you and Gemini kind of just start parsing around the house. You and Gemini kind of goes back into the bedroom and is kind of just looking through the closets. And you walk over to the coffee table in the center of the living room. And you start, like, thumbing through a little bit. There's, like, some magazines sitting there and the remotes and such. And you find uh, a small leather-bound book with uh, an engraved uh, Emily on it. Ooh, I bet this is her diary. Are you gonna take it or pick it up or? Dang. Um. <laughs> uh, wait. Where's Gemini at this point? Gemini is back investigating the bedroom. Oh, hey, Gemini, come look at this. I think I found Emily's diary. Gemini jogs out. Uh, all right. What does it? What does it say? I mean, do you think we should read it? I mean, I think we're a little bit past the point of like, oh, she gets nice privacy yeah, when she just. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, let's read it. Um, do I have to roll? No, no. <laughs> I thought about making that a roll, but I was like, no, you don't need to roll. You can read English. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, would there... You don't, there's no, I don't know. There's not, like, a lock to pick. Like I'm an just saying, like, or... I don't know. You just start flipping through the pages, and you can see um, there's, like, more entries starting, like, six months ago. And she's just kind of talking about, like, life, and then she's kind of, like, musing on things like 
power and destiny and abilities and the farther in you go the angrier the pages become as that that doesn't make sense the angrier her writing yeah, becomes she gets mad she gets mad over time yeah. yeah uh and you can see a lot of it is about feeling ignored and passed over and like not getting promotions and then a lot of it is just kind of pointed very heavily at her boss Ooh. I think we... Who you met in the previous episode, the bank manager, Alexander Nataroma. Um, I think I know who she might be after. After? I mean, she robbed a bank. What do you mean after? I mean, she clearly has something against her boss. The manager we met, like, eight hours ago? Yeah. I mean, that's his name right there. I'm also going to assume that you, like, did a speed reading. Well, yeah, I mean, I have super speed powers, so... <laughs> Everything you do is presumably faster. <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, here, give it to me. Okay, and Myra hands it over. Gemini opens up one of the pockets in her jumpsuit and just kind of stores it away. All right, uh, I guess let's get back to base. Sounds good to me. Gemini walks out and gets in the, you know, nice, ergonomic, practical Honda Civic. (laughs) And so the two of you begin driving back to base. And she's a little calmer now, but Gemini is, like, definitely shaken up. Understandably so. Do you think... Does this constitute an emergency? Ruby said, call for emergencies. Um, I think she'd want to know. I don't, I wouldn't call it an emergency, but I think it's something we should tell her. All right, give her a call. All right. Hey, Siri, call. (laughs) (laughs) Call Ruby. (laughs) Can I make that a thing? No. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, there's someone out there who's very upset that you just did that, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, who should I use? Google Assistant? Okay, Google, call Ruby. (laughs) All right, right. now you've pissed off two sets of people. (laughs) Hey, Siri, call Ruby. Hello? Hey, Ruby. Um, So something just happened, and it's crazy. Uh, Gemini and I just went to um, Emily, the lady who works at the bank. We went to her place to ask her some questions, and she disappeared, literally. Oh, that's interesting. And Gemini, Gemini tried to stop her, but when, like, nothing happened. Like, literally nothing happened. She didn't absorb any powers. Emily's just gone. That's so weird. Where are you guys now? We're heading back to HQ because Gemini's gonna go talk to Dr. Alvarado and see if we can find anything out. Okay, um, Arcee, like, how far in the day am I to, like, the shoot? Uh, at this point, I'd say it's, like, closer to six or seven o'clock at night. Uh, how, like, am I close to wrapping up the shoot? Do I still have a couple more hours? I mean, maybe you should check with your, uh, director of photography and your, and your, and your team. Hey, hi, Be- hey, Bethany. Yeah, what's up, Ruby? Uh, how, m- how much longer, uh, do you think it's gonna take today? I mean... We had one big, alright, we made a schedule this morning and, like, we had one big scene left and you said you wanted to get that done today. Why? What's up? Uh, something's going down. And Bethany kind of rolls her eyes. I get it. (laughs) Okay, let's do the big scene and then I need to head out. No, no, I I get it. Uh, what, something's going down. Okay. Call Call of Duty, all that jazz. I mean, just... Just, just go. We'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Talk to you later. And I... Okay, I just want to make sure... Were we, like, putting the equipment for the shoot in my van? Or can I leave with that and, like, not strand people? <laughs> no, you were, uh... I was gonna say, you were shooting across the street from your apartment. Okay. So, uh... Um, you should getting... tell your roommate you appreciate her. Yeah. 
Thanks a lot. I love you. I swear to God, this is important. Important. I'll 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 text I'll text you how it went. Okay. I and Ruby, you get a hero point. Okay. Cool. I guess I get in my van and drive over to Union headquarters. All right. So wait, did you guys finish up your phone call? Um. Oh yeah, you didn't get. I don't come know, back and tell uh, me yeah. what you. <laughs> I'll go back on the phone. I'm heading over. Sounds good. See you in a bit. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, and Gemini says, "Is she? Is she's going to meet us there?" Oh yeah, she'll be here. Oh man, it, I haven't even thought. I wonder what Lewis is going to say about all this. L- like she's casual with. Like she. No, just, no, Agent Kevin Lewis. Yeah, but she just calls him Lewis. I mean, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not used to. She's calling him his last name. I don't know how casual. I know, that but is. I would. I think it would have been more I'm casual just, to call him Kevin. No, but I'm just used to Agent Lewis every time, not just oh. Lewis. Uh, Myra, you and Gemini return back to Union Echo Base. As you and Gemini arrive in the lobby, Agent Kevin Lewis is waiting for you. Uh, moments later, the large hydraulic steel doors for the holographic hazard intensity chamber open, and Union's head engineer Frank Dunlap jogs out. Lewis looks sternly at the two of you. Myra, give me a briefing on what just happened. We just went to uh, Emily Hahn's residence, and we confronted her about the events that happened today, and... She disappeared. Gem and I tried to stop her, but we couldn't manage to do it. And Emily sort of like phased through solid objects and disappeared. Okay, so po- so we're thinking posthuman. Uh, I'm. I would say that's a safe bet. Gemini, are you okay? And Gemini just kind of nods her head. All right, G- give me a breakdown. What from what you were able to gather? What is her ability? Um, she can. I mean, I guess probably rearrange her atoms or something because she went through solid objects. Frank, have you seen anything like that before? And Frank looks up and goes, nah, I've I've never seen anything like that. Is it possible that she would be something other than post-human? Like alien or something? Lewis kind of strokes his chin and he goes, no, no. I mean, not that it couldn't happen, but aliens don't rob banks. I'm going to assume post-human right now. Okay. Until evidence shows us otherwise. You guys meet up with Frank Try to brainstorm some ideas on on what we on what we could do to stop her. Uh, I'm gonna go call Director Bullard. Okay. Moments after that, uh, Ruby, you arrive on scene through the security gate. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, Ruby. Uh, glad you made it. <laughs> yeah, this sounds crazy. Frank says, "All right, you guys want to come back to engineering?" Sure. Okay. All right. Gemini pops up and says. I'm going to go to the cafeteria. I'll meet you guys there. All right. Okay. Uh, Frank starts walking back towards engineering. He pulls a tablet out and he starts kind of making some notes. All right. So phases through solid objects, possibly molecular uh, manipulation. Did she showcase any any particular skills, anything else? Like, you know, anything that we should be, obviously, besides the phasing, concerned about? Uh, We found her diary and she seemed to be very angry recently. And Frank looks a little taken aback. Myra, why didn't you mention that to Lewis? It, it slipped my mind. <laughs> Frank pulls out his key card and he uses it and you you all walk into engineering um, and kind of just take, he takes a seat at his workbench and he says, okay, so you, we need something to turn her solid, right? Like as far as we know, normal stuff isn't going to hold her? Correct, because... 
Gemini couldn't, and she didn't even absorb any powers. So I'm going to assume this means I can't put her in a box. Frank's eyes go wide. Wait, didn't absorb any powers? No, Gemini didn't pick up anything. Okay, that's that's new. And he scribbles a bunch of things on, on his tablet. So I'm going to have you guys do a team check, because um, what we are doing now... Typically, this would be an individual doing this, but since neither of your characters are engineers, um, <laughs> you are going to do you are going to do a team check to design this this new tech. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But wait, is team like a thing that I have a number in somewhere? No. No. You roll. If you succeed, it boosts how successful it is. Okay. Uh, everyone who is successful adds to the combination. So great. It's also going to be a technology check, which is okay. a te- your technology skill. Twenty-five. What'd you get? I rolled a nineteen, and I have six in technology, so that's twenty-five. Okay. Uh, seventeen. I rolled a ten, and I have seven. Okay. Frank scribbles a few more things, and he holds it up, and it's basically like kind of like a combination taser uh, ray gun. Like it's something that you can shoot, um, but it looks like more electrical. That seems violent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Listen, I'm not really trying to. I'm really not really trying to design elegant things to to capture criminals. Guess that's fair. I'm just gonna look. I'm like, you work at like a secret spy organization. <laughs> I feel like you might have to get used to that. Oh no. <laughs> he looks at it and he goes, "All right, I can make something like this, but I'm gonna have to acquire some some stuff. I mean, we're talking easily probably four hours to build this at least. Um, do we have any leads on where she's at?" Uh, I think she might be headed after her boss, but I don't know necessarily where that might be. We should definitely call him and warn him. All right, you guys go do that. I'm going to start seeing what I can do. So here's the part where it gets a little tricky. There are two options on how to build devices. You can either do uh, normal construction, which takes longer, or you can do what's called a jury rig construction, which is shorter, but it is... Sometimes less effective and sometimes yeah, unreliable. Yeah, that's what sounds Jerry Rig sounds like. Yeah. That. <laughs> so would the longer be the four hours? Minimum four hours. Okay. The problem is, even if we find her, if she's not solid, besides the fact maybe I can blind her with my, like, razzle-dazzle powers, I don't know what we can really do to her if we can't, like, touch her. I would rather regular build it. Okay, then I'm going to need you both to make another technology check. Okay. Now, what we can do is if you want to decrease the time it takes, you can take a penalty, a a five-point penalty. Oh, okay. Like, from whatever we roll? Right, it would be whatever you roll, whatever your total score is, minus five. Can we decide after the roll? (laughs) No. No, you cannot. (laughs) Dang it. Um, what do you think? It might be worth it. Well, I guess we should not cut our penalty point thing and just live with four hours <laughs> okay doing math however is awful i rolled 15 and that's like with the math and just a reminder uh you can use your hero point to re-roll 26 altogether okay let me use my point and re-roll 14 plus 6 is 20 okay yeah, I, I rolled a 19, for the record. Yeah. Frank goes, all right, yeah, I'll start getting the materials together for this. Uh, you guys 
Go go warn the manager. Okay. Hey, this is RC. Charity and fandom collide at Rebel Cause. They are a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to doing good in their community by raising money for the homeless. Co-founder Caden Stetler sat down with me to talk a bit about the group, whose fandom truly inspired him to start. A few years ago, I was actually watching uh, Star Wars Rebels, and I thought it was pretty awesome. The, the Rebels in that show actually took food to the Tarkin towns. They're like Hoovervilles. I just kind of was sitting there and I was like, man, I really wish I could do something like that. That would be awesome. And thought about it for a few minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And so the saga, inspired by another saga, began. Care to learn more? You can find a link to Rebel Cause on our website at masksandmayhem.com support. The one guard sees you pointing the spear and goes to fire at you as well. But his shot wildly misses in the frame. And that is the top of the round. Okay, so then it's uh, my boy Bernard's turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dudley Do-Nothing, right? However, Bernard, from where he's at, can see the guy approaching Betsy, and he spins around and thrusts his spear towards that guy. All right, do some damage. He catches that guy in the shoulder. The spear sticks into him, and he kind of, like, pulls away from Bernard, taking the spear with him. It's, like, stuck in him, but he falls over as well. Okay, so we have this guy here. He has the stick in his shoulder. So, yeah, so that was two guards incapacitated. There are three left. The one that Bernard originally swung at, the one that you are pointing a spear at, and the one that also tried to shoot at you but missed. All right, I'm going to try to persuade these guys. I'm going to look at the three that are standing and tell them, (laughs) look, I have this one by the throat. Those two are down, and it's just you two left. If you let us get out of here, we won't tell. You can tell them that we took you by surprise, and then maybe... Nothing bad will happen to you after this, but I can guarantee you something bad will happen if you don't let us go. That's not persuasion. That's definitely intimidation. Well, which one's higher? I'll let you roll whichever one. Persuasion. All right. I'll let you roll persuasion. Let's see how it goes. I didn't say it was a nice persuasion. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) 19. The guy who had already dropped his weapon backs away from the whole fray. Smart guy. Smart guy. The one who was looking kind of uh, jumpy points his gun closer towards Bernard. No. I haven't moved, though, so am I allowed to put my spear on him now, or is that... Yeah, you persuade that is your standard action. So you could theoretically still move, and also, uh, like I said, you can use extra effort if you want to take an an extra standard action, like attacking. For the extra effort, how long... Because that gives me, what, fatigued? Uh, Fatigued, which makes you move at slower speed. Okay. And then every time you do extra effort, it stacks. And then how long does the fatigue last? It can be negated with a hero point, or takes an hour of rest. Oh, so, like, it won't go away until I rest. Right. Oh, Bernard, looks like we're just going to have to see what happens, bud. That guard goes to grab at Bernard and gets a hold of him and pulls him towards him and says, put down the stick or this guy gets it. Am I allowed to reply or is this like a Betsy thing? You can say something, but you can't do anything. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'll let Betsy go. Actually, it's the other guard's turn. He points his gun at Betsy as well. But Betsy still has her gun, right? She is holding it, but it's pointing towards the ground. So if they are raising, they can still shoot the guns, right? Or does raising... uh, the one has the one has negated his turn? He made to the he grabbed Bernard into the intimidation. This guy yeah. can still shoot, but he hasn't. He's uh, and he just says the same thing. And he looks at you and goes, "Yeah." Or the lady gets it. Betsy actually takes her gun and throws it at the guy, pointing his gun at her. Why would she throw it? She knocks the gun out of his hand, and then she spins spins around on the ground, holding her wound. And trips him over. <laughs> that was the most outlandish thing that has ever happened in my entire 205 years of life, Betsy. And then 
Bernard escapes the grasp of his guy and runs past you and Betsy. Okay. Now it is your turn. So is that guy used to knocked out or knocked down? Uh, he's knocked down on the ground. Okay. So that guy's knocked down. This guy is standing and he still has a gun. Okay, I then take my spear and put it up against his throat and say, Book, let us leave. Okay, uh, roll intimidation again, I guess. Oh, fuck no. Luck. Second luck point. 17. He just looks at you and goes, I can't let you do that, man. Well, that was my turn, I guess. He actually goes to fire at Bernard. You know what? Bernard has served his purpose. Did he get hit? It grazed his arm, but it doesn't hurt him. Well, and it's uh, Betsy's turn again. She kicks the guy. She tripped in the head and he gets knocked out. You know what, Betsy? You're doing work, hon. You keep it up. <laughs> it's Bernard's turn. Is he still currently hiding? Uh, Yeah, he just kind of cowers behind you. Okay. And it's your turn again. All right. Since he doesn't want to listen to reason, I'm going to stab him. All right. I'm honestly confused on why you just didn't do that in the first place. All right. I'm going to stab him in the gut. No, no. But I need you to understand that normal damage, unless I declare it, is not lethal. Okay. I'm going to stab him right in the gut. Uh, that might be lethal, but that's, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> stab him. 26. All right, and what's your damage? Your damage is plus your strength plus 15. It'd be 1 plus your strength plus 15. 19. He takes that shot in the gut, drops his gun, and falls on the ground. I tried to tell you, dude. And he just goes, Ugh! With the guys incapacitated, Bernard leans forward and helps Betsy up, and she winces a lot from the pain and cries out, are you okay, Bessie? Do you think you can make it down these stairs? He hit me good. We gotta keep moving. We gotta get to the next flight, or at least we gotta find a way out of here. You're right. Let's try to go down one flight and see if we can't find any sort of sink or water, and I can try to heal you. Sounds like a plan. Make a stealth check. 19. You make your way down the stairwell to the next floor unhindered. You know what? I like Bernard, but he's about as useless as Joey and Yu-Gi-Oh. You make your way out onto that next floor. It's similar, but there are some layout differences. At the end of the hall, you can see a corner office. There's just, again, more offices, and there is a bathroom and another janitor's uh, closet, actually, right next to when you come out of the stairwell. I assume I'm holding up Betsy. No, Bernard's actually carrying Betsy. All right, Bernard, let's get Betsy over here to this bathroom and just, uh, use some water and try to get her patched up as best we can. And Bernard nods, and now they're moving a lot slower than you are, Yeah, because he's carrying a whole extra person. They get the bathroom door open uh, and get her inside. Okay. What do you do when you get in? Gonna turn on the water, then... When you go to turn it on, there's n nothing comes out of the faucet. What the fuck is wrong with this building? I assume there's water in the toilet. Yeah, there's a little bit of water in the okay, toilet. Okay, well, let's heal Betsy. Okay. <laughs> and she goes, are you sure dirty toilet water is the best thing for this? I need the water, but I can heal it. She goes, if you think it's gonna work... I'm just thinking that we should keep moving. If you think you're able to get through it, then I guess we can move. I'm just trying to... I just need to sit for a bit. Okay, we can uh, take a quick rest right here. All right, make... Uh... Actually, can I have Betsy sit there as I go investigate this corner office? Yeah, you can do it. Okay. I mean, again, you can do whatever you want. All right. Uh, okay, Betsy, uh, I'm going to have you and Bernard stay here, and I'm going to go over and, and try to see what's going on in that corner office. She goes, okay, we'll lock the door behind you then. Three knocks, it's me. Understood. Okay, so stealth check to get through this hallway? Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna stomp, because I got a one. Again. You get up to the door, and you actually trip and fall against it, and the door does open, so you fall into the room. Okay. Who's in there? No one. Oh, thank God. The room, <laughs> the room is empty. It's a nicer corner office. Definitely not, like... CEOs, but you know, someone in some kind of upper management. Gotcha. Can I make a perception check? See what's going on inside this office? It might be anything of use. 
Well, when you first walk in, you can see, you know, there's standard desk with a couple drawers on it, combination all-in-one computer sitting on the table, you know, a nice little uh, bar area off to the side. Bar? Any liquids? Just alcohols. Damn. Okay, well, I guess this was a bust. I don't really know what else to do on this floor other than to go back and try to see if Betsy is good to go to the next floor. Okay, so you're just going to head back? Yeah. Actually, no, I'm stupid. I want to get onto this computer and see if it works. Okay, so you have a... Uh... Technology oh, skill? <laughs> Let's see. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> make a make a roll then and add your intelligence. 17. All right. You've used a human computer once or twice before. You're in luck that there's actually like a guest account that you can get onto. You start clicking around. Uh, you see like some databases for company files, a couple things labeled important project. What is it you're looking for? Well, I wanted to see if there was any way to contact the outside and hopefully get a message to Union, but let's click on this important projects file. Okay. When you're clicking around, you see a lot of references to different chemicals and pharmaceuticals, uh, a couple references to some people you've never met but known posthumans. That's dangerous if they have a list of posthumans. But again, there's just all this pharmaceutical information that you don't really understand. Is there any way for me to put this information on a flash drive or potentially send it to Union? Is there any kind of like email or forward option? I mean, there's a web browser. Okay, let's uh, open up Gmail. Ooh. That's copywritten. You can say that your character uses Gmail if that's what he uses. Okay, I just didn't know if that was like a... No. Okay. All right, I'm so going to... just to be clear, does Yardak use Gmail? Yardak does indeed use Gmail when his Ripplecom is not in service. So what, where are you forwarding it to? I'm going to forward this to Betsy's email at Union. Okay, uh, you forward it to Betsy Bullard at United Nations Irregular Operations Network.com. Alrighty, I got that out of the way. And I'm also going to shoot an email to... Who are you trying to remember? You've met, the, uh, you've met quite Inventor Boy. Uh, head engineer Frank Dunlap. I'm going to send a message out to Frank. Actually, I'm going to CC all. <laughs> okay, who all? Who are you all? The entirety of Union and let them know that Betsy is injured and we are trapped inside this building. You send out the email. What do you do next? Now that I've sent that email out, I'm going to head back to Betsy and see how she's doing and then try to head on. All right. Uh, you get up to the door. I'm going to knock three times. Uh, occupied. Uh, Bernard, it's me. Oh, and he goes, oh, and he opens the door. All right, uh, how are things going here? Is uh, Betsy doing okay? She seems a little out of it, and Betsy looks up and says, I just, can we just sit for another moment? Betsy, I can give you one more minute, but we really have to get going. I don't know when the guys are going to be back on this floor. You're right. All right, um. Are you sure you don't want to try that dirty toilet water? No, I think I think we'll make it. I, when we get to some clean water, you're welcome to do whatever you need to do. Okay, Betsy. Roll another stealth check. Eleven. All right, yeah, you make it down to the next floor unhindered. It's pretty much kind of the same layout. So no, that last floor was the eleventh because we went down one, and then this is the tenth now because we went down two the first time. Fourteen, then you went down two, and then you went down one, and now you went down. So you've yeah, gone so down a total of four. So you're on the tenth floor. Tenth floor. Yep. Betsy kind of motions. Let's check out this corner office. Okay. You all move down into the office. And she just kind of like flops down into the nice leather chair and says, okay, another couple moments and we can head down to the next floor. I just, and she looks out the window and looks across the river at the National Mall. River. That's a lot of water. It is. Uh, you are on a building that is uh, on the river uh, across from the National Mall, like, you know, the White House and all that jazz. And she just looks out along it and goes, I just want to rest another moment. Distract me, Yardak. Tell me, what's the Atlantean Guard like? Fairly similar to what you have here on land. A lot of it is a lot of grunt work, a lot of marching, well, swimming. 
I myself was a medic, so, you know, not so much hand-to-hand, uh, as you seem to be very well adept at. I was focused more on the healing aspects of my abilities, as opposed to the more aggressive ones that my brethren used. Gotcha. I should have thought to bring a- another gun for you. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. On the last floor, I was able to get onto the computer, and I forwarded some documents to you. Uh, maybe you can take a peek and see if you might know anything, or you might be able to do more than I can. That's good information. I'm not going to be able to get it now, though. My signal's still jammed. Is there not a computer in this office? You said she was in the office chair. There is another computer, and it's turned on, but this one does not have a guest account. Gotcha. Can I reach the water from here? You can, like, feel the water from where you're at, but it is pretty far away. I mean, we're talking ten stories, like, yeah. you know, plus the distance to the river. So, like, you can you can feel it, but you can't quite move it that far. And so, while we're in here, I can make a quick perception check, see if there's anything we might not have noticed. Okay. Roll perception. 16. You see a filing cabinet. You see another liquor bar. You also see a phone, but you can see that none of the lights are on on it. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to get a shot to Betsy. She feels like, she looks like she's in pain. Oh, you want to give like a shot of alcohol? Yeah. So wait, are you like trying to do this as like a way of numbing the pain? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Make a healing roll, but you're going to do it with a negative five penalty. 15. All right. When you do that, a little bit of color comes to her face, but her wound isn't hasn't really healed at all. So, but she does look a little more alert. Yeah. Um, and you have taken away her fatigue status. Do you still have his, like, contact information? I didn't exactly get his contact information, but I'm sure we could just check the databases. Oh, okay. You work for this spy organization. I don't technically... That's true. I just gotta show up and help. I will go and do that. Okay, uh, Myra, you don't have, like, your own office or, like, cubicle yet, um, but your the system offers that you can log in with your credentials anywhere. So, like, you could go upstairs to the bullpen of cubicles or you know you could um even or like to any of the offices that are open there's not a computer in the engineering area that we're at oh yeah there's also computers in there i thought you would walk i don't know why i thought you guys would walk away because yeah i just assume there's computers everywhere 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 it makes sense that an engineering area would have computers myra walks over to the nearest computer and logs in using her credentials Okay. Uh, there's a con- there's all kinds of things, but there is a contact database. She opens the contact database and searches the name Alex Nataroma. All right. It immediately pulls up a cell phone number and a and a work number. Ooh, which one do you think we should call? Uh, I would say cell phone because he'll always ha- most likely always have a cell phone at with him, but he won't necessarily be at work. That's true. All right, let's do it. Hey Siri, call. Wait, no, it wouldn't have this number. <laughs> it wouldn't have the number. You have to you have to pick up your phone and type it in. Damn it. <laughs> Myra picks up her phone and dials Alex's number. All right, and there's a quick little ring and all of a sudden you get uh, an answer. Uh hi, this is this is Alex. Um hello? Hi Alex. We met briefly earlier at the bank. My colleague and I went over to Emily's house after that. Uh there was an incident. Oh, is Emily okay? I think she's perfectly fine. The thing is, she can phase through solid objects, and she seemed pretty distraught when we came to question her about the bank robbery. Uh, okay. Um, I just want to point out that 
distraught and super powered doesn't sound perfectly fine to me. Well, but continue. I mean, I meant like she was not injured or no harm came to her. I I just wanted to give you a heads up because we think she might be looking for you. Me? What? So we may or may not have found her diary in which there was evidence that she got angrier over time. And your name was mentioned. Oh. Uh, okay. Can you think of anything that would have maybe upset her? No, I mean, I I get along with all of my employees. I treat them like family. Okay, well, we just wanted to give you the heads up so that you'd stay alert. I'm at the bank. Should I, should I go home? Oh god, does she know where I live? Uh, maybe you should suggest that he goes somewhere where she doesn't know he would be. I mean, can we put this phone on speaker? <laughs> sure. Can we just, can we just that. pretend that Ruby can yes. also speak? T- okay. Like, should we say that, like, he should come here so we could, like, keep an eye on him? Come to Union HQ? I mean, is he allowed to know about us? Me, people know Union exists, no, right? No, I mean HQ, like. Actually, are people, do people know about the, like, that there's, like, a Union headquarters here? That's a great question for Frank. <laughs> oh, but Frank's, is he still here? <laughs> Yeah, you, you never left engineering, oh, you said. Oh, Frank! Yeah, I just was, wasn't sure if he was still Frank, hanging out. Is, are we allowed to have him come here so we could keep an eye on him? I'm assuming we, like, muted the phone for a second. Yeah. I guess, I if you believe he's in danger, I think you should escort him, though. I mean, Okay, we'll go down to the bank and go get him, then. But, like, we can bring him here. It's like, people know this about this building, right? Like, we're not violating something if people find out about this building? No, no, there's certain areas we'll have to keep him out of, but, yeah, I mean, yes, he- that makes sense. This is a- we have a- I was gonna say, we have a giant flag outside, I don't think we really try to hide it. Okay. Hey, Alex? Y- yeah? We're gonna come pick you up and bring you here to HQ to make sure you're safe. I'd like that very much. Alright, we'll see you soon. Okay. Okay, bye. I suggest we take one- I suggest we take one of those fancy union cards instead of my rickety old van. Um, I think that's a good idea. We would also like Alex to have our confidence. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying the put- put- puttering van won't inspire confidence? <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, we came to save him of that and he was like, I'm good here. Like, no. I know it doesn't, but I also imagine it like Ant-Man, like it does the La Cucaracha. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. <laughs> no, it does the uh, Space Cadet theme. <laughs> okay, so, alright, what's next? Let's go get in the van. Or I assume what they were driving. What? what is, oh what no! Wait, unique? can we go like sort of low key find out how Gemini's doing? Yeah, actually, let's maybe we could ask Gemini to come with us. The more the better. The I was gonna say the more the merrier, but I'm trying to say it's better to have more heroes. Um, I I just feel like maybe she's not all okay, and I don't know if she wants to talk to anybody about it or. She said she was heading down to the cafeteria. Um. Let's go. Frank, do you okay. want to join us? No, no, no. I got, I got to stay here and work on this. You, uh, uh, yeah, you get him. You do what you got to do. I'm going to, I'm going to push it to the limit here. All right. Cool. Okay. Call me whenever you got anything. Yes, ma'am. All right. So. I did like a salute. Like, people can see that. <laughs> you, well, you should come up with a way to narrate it. I do a cute little salute to Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Myra and Ruby head down to the cafeteria to check up on Gemini. Just a reminder, since you are now a union agent, you do have a union key card. <gasps> Sweet! 
Ooh. And there is a there is a specific elevator in the engineering bay. Oh my god, we get to use my special ID to use this special elevator. <laughs> you mean any elevator? We had to take stairs last time, right? Yes. <laughs> well, unless someone else escorted you. But yeah. now you have my privileges. Cool. All right, uh, so you t- you're heading down to Gemini. She's in the cafeteria. Yes. All right, you load up in the elevator and you go down and you open the doors and... Uh, I mean, at this point, we're talking, like, uh, closer to 8, almost 9 o'clock at night, and Gemini is really the only person there, except for the uh, person working at the actual food dispensary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gemini's kind of just sadly uh, eating chocolate cake alone. Oh, well, she has good choices. All right, so <laughs> I'm trying to find the right adjective for the way that we walk up to her, because obviously it's not, like, aggressive. What's the word? When you when you're like it's not sneaking either. Cautiously? Yes. <laughs> is that what you wait, is that what you said, Rachel? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Cautiously. Okay. Myra and Ruby cautiously approach Gemini. Gemini looks up and goes, Oh, hey guys, what's uh what's the sitch? We were gonna go find the boss from the bank and pick him up to bring him here. Um, but we wanted to check up on you first. Yeah, no, good call. Uh, do you want me to come with? Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you're up for it. Gemini stands up, pounds her fist on a table, and says, All right, give me one second. She actually taps you on the shoulder, Myra, and zips away. Oh. <laughs> well. Without really saying anything, so you're just left kind of standing there. <laughs> also, she left her cake and didn't even clean up. How dare she? <gasps> Can I just inhale it? <laughs> that 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 is your that is your prerogative if you want to inhale the cake. No, I'll leave it in case she wants it. Like two minutes later, she jogs back out. All right, let's go. What were you doing? You'll see. Oh, eyebrow raise. <laughs> I'm scared and concerned. Let's go. Let's go to one of those fancy union. Are they? Va- Does union have vans? No, Union has, uh, for the, I mean, not that you've seen, the most part you've only seen, uh, ergonomic practical Honda Civics. I'm imagining, though, like, black Escalade type things. I'm imagining those seasons of Bones when they were like, I wanna say it was Honda, they were like sponsored by them, and they would just stop, stop episodes and just start talking about the car. Oh god. It's like TV shows that feature Bing, Microsoft search engine that you should definitely use. Oh my god. Oh my god. We get into a Union company vehicle. All right, an SUV this time. Myra, Ruby, and Gemini get into a Union company vehicle, and we head over to First National Bank. All right, you all arrive at the First National Bank of Riverside. The lights are mostly out inside, except for the desk lamp in the manager's office. Uh, Alexander Nataromas walks out, pulling out a set of keys from his waistcoat to let you in. Oh, thank God you're here. How have you been? Besides one of my... I guess I could say former employees now. I feel like this is the situation. You're, you also are saying that she like is, did the robbery, right? We don't exactly know. I mean, I think it's a safe assumption, right? But we don't 100% know. I mean, I think is that, is that a thing where like that's up to a jury to decide? Like, Yeah, so anyway, I'm going to say my, I'm, besides my former employee trying to like possibly attack me, I guess I'm doing okay. We opened up more accounts today. Oh, well, well, that's good. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Did Myra tell me about the diary? You were there when she described it to Frank. Yeah. Okay. 
Did you say the thing about the promotion, like her talking about the promotions at all to me? No. I just mentioned that she got angrier over time. Oh, okay. And mentioned the So I was, I was trying to figure out what, like, my character knew as opposed to me. I should probably tell Alex about that, though. Um, were you able to think of anything else that might have upset Emily while you were waiting for us? No, she's been such a good, loyal employee. I mean, you know, a little on the quiet side, but are you sure that she wants to hurt me? I think in her diary she said something about feeling passed over for opportunities and that kind of thing. I mean, I can't think of anything that she applied for. I, I just, she's not the kind of person who would hurt people or steal. I, I, I don't know. This is, this is all nonsense. Yeah, how about we all go get in the car and go back to the headquarters? Because I feel like that would be the most secure place. That's probably a good idea. We don't want to stay somewhere where she knows we would be. This is not in character. But in Ruby's head, she's just like, how secure could it be if she can, like, just come through the walls? But All of a sudden, the lights start flickering. Uh-oh. God damn it. <laughs> Suddenly, the power uh, just goes out and, like, the emergency lights turn on. And there's, like, a light red blinking light, too. Well, this is ominous. I've seen many horror movies. It doesn't look well for us guys. Across the way, you see a faint yellow glow as Emily walks straight through the teller's desk. She's here. All right. We gotta do something. Okay. I'm going to move in front of- I mean, not that this would do much good, but I'm going to move in front of the guy we're supposed to be protecting and, like, push him behind us. I had an idea of maybe freaking just grabbing him and, like, running him into the car. That's not a bad, not a bad idea. But I think I'm pushing him closer to you. Myra's instinct is actually to grab him and try to run out the nearest exit to put him into the union car. Like, before Emily can do anything. Is that possible? Is, can I roll for that? Yeah, actually, make a grab roll, which is not unarmed attack. It would just be, in, in your case, strength. Strength plus roll. Strength plus roll. Where's my strength? I'm going to try, like, when I'm pushing him back, I'm going to whisper to Myra, like, get him out of here. True. Dang, it's 11 total. You grab him and you run back to the van. Myra grabs Alex and runs out the front entrance with him. And he goes, whoa! I'm sorry, the way you said whoa, you sounded like Christopher Walken! Since you're just right outside, Emily yells, you're not going to get away from me that easy, Alex. You think you can just forget me? Ignore me? You left me in that vault for an entire weekend, Alex. When I finally fell through the door, after pounding on it for days, I thought I had finally cracked. But I didn't. Whoa. This is me to Gemini. Oh, she needs a therapist. <laughs> Hold on, wait, how many days did she say? Oh, she genuinely cracked. I feel bad for her because I, that would happen. I'm hoping she's delusional. Because I don't want to believe that she was actually stuck in a vault for days. My guess is that they she accidentally got locked in a vault, and because she's quiet. Okay, but I'm going to kind of look at Alex and be like, uh. And he just kind of, his eyes go wide again, and he's just like, I don't, we close for holiday weekends, but but we always check the vaults. We We couldn't miss something like that. I think you did. And she interrupts you and she goes, I slowly realized that I was wasting my life away behind a desk, just like I had been in the vault. Wasting away. And I finally decided to do something about it. And you ruined that now, Alex. Not again. Myra tries to negotiate with Emily. Wait, what? 
that was my my thing too. Was I was gonna be like Emily? Emily was obviously a mistake, and I'm so sorry that happened to you. Hurting him is not like like a good idea. Um, I was able to do the math in my head, guys. Seventeen overall. For a brief moment, Emily turns towards you, Ruby, and goes, I don't know who you are, my beef isn't with you, but if you get in between us, I'll take care of you too. That rhyme? I'm like, I'm just someone who's here to help. I- Oh, and it did rhyme, I just realized I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> I know, I was like, it didn't seem like it was supposed to be on purpose, but it was like, it was just a poem. I was just 100% intimidated, for the record. Like, the rhyming had, like, a bigger effect on it for me. <laughs> I want to hear, hear more about, about your life. Tell me, you have anyone special back home? It's not so much a serious thing, but I do have a, uh, a friend back home named Yardama. Oh, Yardama. Nice guy? Quite nice, quite nice. Yeah, we were, uh... In the throes of battle, when we met, uh, there was an insurrectionist uprising for a bit there, and but we got it under control, and then uh, the passion from battle extended further. Looks like some things are uh, the same no matter where you come from. Land or sea, Betsy. Land or sea. It's all the same. It's 205. Uh, is, that, is that old for an Atlantean? Are you young for an Atlantean? What is it? I'm nearing up on, uh, I guess, what you could call your late 30s, maybe? Okay. Hmm. And she kind of to try and stand, and she's like a little wobbly. I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't have come along tonight. You took down a couple guards there, Betsy. I mean, you've sure has hell pulled your weight tonight. I didn't want to think I was getting too old for this kind of thing. I mean, it's a gunshot, Betsy. I'm not blaming you for any kind of aches or pains you're in right now. I never used to get hit. Did I ever tell you about what I did before all this? Before Union? It was a life for you before Union? You seem like uh, you were born and bred here, Betsy. I say in jest. I mean, I've been I've been union's director for ten years now. I've been since the beginning, but Markovic recruited me. I've been well before this. I was with another group for ten years as well. I'm sure, you've noticed the mural on the wall in my office. I have indeed. I was real young when I got my start. I was uh, part of the supervillain assault specialty squad. So you've been hunting baddies since day one, huh, Betsy? Fresh out of MIT, recruited to them, and I was in charge of them for about. Five years of my tenure there. Is uh, that league still around? Yeah. Uh, got tense when I joined Union. They said I was selling out. They said I was going corporate. Such a big organization, we wouldn't be able to accomplish near as much. Who uh, runs them now? Well, when I left, uh, my second-in-command, Lauren Malone, she took over. But like I said, there was a bit of a falling out. Wish we could have... Uh, no, no, not past tense. Wish we can still patch things up. All right. And she slams her hand on the table. Let's let's keep moving. All right, Betsy. If you're feeling up to it, let's skedaddle. Make another stealth check. Eleven. No. Twelve. Uh, oh, and Bernard's still kind of carrying Betsy a little bit. Right as you get out of the office, though, you hear people coming about to come through the stairwell, and you duck off to the side. Oh, man, not this again. This time you only hear uh, one set of footsteps. They are coming in your direction. What do you want to do? Let's try to... Go the opposite way around this here square and see if we can't do a little uh, roundabout and get back into this stairwell. Betsy nods. As you make your way over, she kind of whispers, Yardak, what about the uh, elevator? What if we try to rope our way down? 
Betsy, you're having a hard enough time walking. I don't know if we can rope down. Okay, just throwing out ideas. Do you get to the stairwell and you hear a, hello? Anyone there? From the stairwell or? From back where you had just come from. Oh, yeah, well, let's go. All right, uh, you make your way down the stairs. Okay, floor nine. Are you going to duck back in or are you going to keep trying to go? But we're going to go down as far as we can. Okay, roll one more stealth check. I don't know why I can't get above an eight, but we are at uh, 17. All right, you get down another six floors. Okay, what, floor four now? No, that was 10, went down one, and then we kept going, so we're on floor three. Four, I believe. Four? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this one doesn't have a corner office. It's set up like the uh, first floor. Okay. Betsy goes, we're not too far now, right? Just a couple more to go. All right. What do you think we should... I mean, they're going to they're gonna realize the game we've been playing at some point here. What do you think? Should we try something different? I'm fresh out of ideas, Betsy, other than keep going down. I mean, unless you got something you want to throw into the pot here. Three floors. Are we close enough to reach the water? I can give it a shot. Let's head straight over and go into the office at the end of this hallway and see if we can't... Uh, Try to make a break for it here. All right. The second uh, that you get in there, uh, you hear, again, the stairwell stairwell door open. And uh, another two another two sets of footsteps are coming out of it. All right. We got to do this quick. There is a window, but there's not a way that you can see to open it. Can I try to draw the water to me and have it, like, bash you the window? Yeah. Uh, you're going to make a an attack check to do that then. Okay. What would that, would that be plus my water control? Mm-hmm. 19. All right. Um, the water comes rushing out of, uh, is that the Potomac? Potomac. What did I say? Pla. Oh, okay. <laughs> the water comes rushing out of the Potomac and smashes into the window and smashes through the window, making a loud crash. And Bernard and Betsy both like hold their arms up to shield their eyes, but you've opened the window. Is there anything in which Bernard can use to escape from here? Nothing that you can nothing that you can see to like rope his way down or anything like that. Yeah. But you can hear the now that now that you made that noise, you hear the footsteps uh heading like right towards your your room. This room though does not have like the little glass partition, but you're running out of time before they're at your door. Betsy, Bernard, do you think you can try to barricade this door so they can't get in? Betsy looks at the desk uh that's in the room and kind of nods at you that we can try, but I don't know how long it's going to hold them. Well, we got to do what we can. This is our last ditch effort. Bernard and Betsy both pick up the desk and place it straight up against the door, sort of at an angle, and they also lock the door. And now you can you can hear the two sets of footsteps right outside the door, uh, and they go to open it, and it doesn't open, and they jiggle the lock, and they start pushing on it. I'm going to then try to use my water again. Okay. This time I'm going to try to grab Bernard and get him out of here. Just Bernard? I can't do more than one, can I? It's an increased toughness, but you could try to move all three of you. What would my minus be? In the circumstances, uh, I'm going to say negative three. Okay. Uh, so in that case, let me change this. There's two ways we can do this. You can do it as separate checks for each person, or we could have them hold on to you uh, and try it, but it's more difficult. All right, you guys, here's what's going to happen. We have this barricaded. They're out there. We're in here. We're not getting out. What I propose for us to do is that now that we know that I can access my water, that we jump out, and then I will... Bring the water to us to cushion our fall. Bernard looks terrified at this, but Betsy nods her head solemnly. 205 years, Jardak. We're going to have to trust him on this, Bernard. And Bernard goes, okay. I know, Bernard. It doesn't sound like the best option, but it's either this or guns. As, and as you hear that, you hear uh, like a jingling of keys. And it sounds like they have the key. Are you ready to go? Nothing to it but to do it, I guess. All right, you guys. Let's jump. Okay. 
So I need to make you to make a... Can I use my hair point? Then you already use it? No. Oh. Remember she said no dirty water? Oh, right. Yeah, you decided not to use it. All right. So we jump out the window. That is a six. We're going to use our hair point to roll um, again. Are you sure? What was your total? Oh, six plus seven, 12. 12 minus, uh, what did I say, two? Two or three, I forget. All right. So I'm going to say minus two because of the circumstances of trying to carry multiple people and everything. So wait, also, are we doing this as separate rolls for everybody, or are you trying to have everyone hold on? Okay, then we'll do it separately. If that's the case, then who was that roll for? Me. That for you, so that one succeeds. Okay. So now let's roll for Betsy. Okay. 15 plus 6, 21. All right, and roll for Bernard. Nat 20. Okay. Well, you described to me how this uh, goes in terms of getting the water to you. Okay. So Bernard, Betsy, and I leap out of this fourth floor window, and as we are hurtling towards the earth, the wind is whipping past our face, and I gather my arms to myself as I pull the water from the Potomac towards us and our one last-ditch effort to escape from this alive. The water comes from underneath you and, like, slows your fall, but not entirely. So make a quick toughness roll. 14. All right. You hit the ground kind of hard, but you generally are okay. Um, Bernard hits the ground pretty hard because he kind of, like, lost his balance and tumbled out of the water stream towards the end. And Betsy almost makes it to the ground, but then all of a sudden, for lack of a better term, is pulled out of the stream. And as you land, you suddenly feel the earth beneath you begin to shake a bit. As the rumbling beneath you begins to stop, Adrian Hughes calmly steps out of the building. Her dark bob haircut is lit up by the white hot light emanating from her eyes. Ooh, post-human. Leaving so soon, Gilneck? Hold on, I gotta come up with something to call her. Uh, well, before you give your witty retort, uh, make a will save. You wanna take a peek at that number there? Right, that's a one. Okay, what's your witty retort? Yeah, that sparkling personality of yours can only keep the party going for so long, Adrian. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out uh, like a little uh, pill bottle and takes one down. The uh, brightness in her eyes goes up a bit. Oh, don't be worried. Don't worry, you'll see Daddy again soon. Ooh, manufactured superpowers. That's what the schematics were. Any response to what she said? Fuck you. There was no witty one to that. She insulted my dead father. This Intel Drop is brought to you by Control-Alt-Quinn on Twitch. The Atlantean royal family has guided the kingdom since its inception many thousands of years ago. The current king of Atlantis is Yarkhaven. He has ruled for over half of his 425 years of life. The past two years have represented the biggest shift in the kingdom under his rule. These were marked by two events, revealing the existence of Atlantis to the surface world for the first time in over 200 years, and an insurrectionist movement which seeks to have Atlantis expand and rule the planet. Yardak, ambassador to the surface world, grew up in the royal family's home of Fort Sephora. He became fast friends with Yarkalen, the prince of the kingdom. Though he is clever, Yarkalen does not have the political talents of his father, nor the battle experience that Yardak gained in the Atlantean Guard. Ulazara is the queen of Atlantis, having married the king after leaving the guard herself. She is fiercely protective of her family, and the king looks to her for guidance on military matters. Facing pressure from multiple sides, the family will have to stick together if they are to brave this changing world. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Control-Alt-Quinn on Twitch. She's a really fun streamer who tries out all sorts of games and keeps a fun, uplifting atmosphere. 
You can find a link to her channel at masksandmayhem.com support. I'm just trying to help. Like, this was obviously an accident. The course of action is to sue your employer, not to hurt him. I'm going to kind of give him a look. Like, I'm sorry I suggested that she sue you, but you lost your default. So. <laughs> Emily begins to walk towards you, Ruby. I... I can't put her in a box. Don't you have that thing you can do? Yeah, but I'm trying to calm her down right now. I don't know that blinding her help would help. That's fair. Was gonna say something. I realized that was about Rachel. Like, this is not in character. I was gonna say, like, my dad's a lawyer. I don't think we said my dad's a lawyer. My real dad's a lawyer. <laughs> I was like, we didn't establish what your- we have not established what your dad does. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you could find a, a lawyer that's willing to take this case. It is- like, because that is awful that that happened to you. Oh, you know, I recently got the money. I think I could afford a lawyer. Uh. <laughs> and with that... One second. Rachel, what is your um, parry defense? That plus ten. Eighteen. She, for a brief moment, phases back in and punches you in the chest. Uh, how, how am I feeling? Uh, you're gonna need to make a toughness save. Wait, can I use a hero point, one of my hero points to do, like, a reaction? A reaction? You can, I was like, you can use your hero points to, yeah, to counter an effect with a reaction. Okay. I like, would like to use my hero point and do the reaction of my razzle-dazzle. Alright. I would like, to, I assume I notice that she's about to, like, try and, you know, go towards me, and so I, like, put my hands up, you know, five fingers spread apart, and the sparkly lights come out of my hands. All right, if that's the case, uh, you're going to need to make a toughness save, and I'm going to need to make a fortitude save. Okay. So roll and add your toughness, and I'll roll and add fortitude. Yes. This is going swimmingly. Okay, and what was yours? 28. As she walks up to you, she goes to punch, and she punches you right in the chest, which knocks you back slightly, but you do the razzle-dazzle at the same time. Describe to me what it looks like when the razzle dazzle goes off. Blue, like blue and pink lights come just streaming out of my hands right towards her eyes. Okay, and what is your rank in that? It is three because it's part of illusions. Okay, so she punches you in the chest, which sends you back a couple inches. But when the razzle dazzle goes off, she immediately puts her hands up and shields her eyes and steps back as well. And I think at this point, actually, let's have everyone roll initiative. I love this, because I always win. Yeah, that's helpful, and that 20 for initiative. Uh, is that what this thing is? If it's a symbol, yes. Okay, well then, my initiative is 40. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, I will say, so I, we rolled the same thing I want to point out, and I'm double-checking, but I know it's nowhere near what yours is. Why is my initiative-, initiative is 20, so. Oh. We rolled the same thing. You oh, have your 40. initiative is 5. Okay. And I have 25. Uh, what are your dodge and parry ranks? Mine are both 15. Okay. My dodge is 11, my parry is 8. At that case, it is Myra's turn now. Of course it is. Oh, I do need to roll for Alex real quick. Continue. Okay, so what the last thing that happened is that Ruby did the razzle dazzle, and what did Emily do? Uh, Emily just put her hands up uh, to shield her eyes. Okay, so right now she has her 
Like hands like that? Yeah. Yes. She can't do anything. <sighs> Myra's gut instinct is still to put Alex in the car, and I assume we had a driver? No. One of us drove. Oh. Well, that sucks. Um, <laughs> so this is like in like Rachel wants it. Is Myra faster than a car? Yes. Yeah, but I wanted to like stay and like fight Emily. But you know what? Alex can still go in the car for protection, even though she could phase through it. <laughs> Although we don't have the device yet to beat Emily, so maybe our thing should be to get out of here. To run, Forest, run. Um, run, Forest, run. So, yeah, Myra, it's your turn. What do you do? Hey, Ruby, would you hate me if I wanted to haul ass out of here with Alex? No, get him out of here. All right. Um, so then I do the grab roll thing again. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, yeah, make the grab roll. Ooh, 20. Plus, you said strength, right? So you nat 20? Like you had to do on nat yes. 20? Well, 22. You're going to get, you got it. <laughs> Let me let you know you got it. Okay, so you're grabbing him and doing what? Um, and... Bolting to HQ? Okay, uh, you haul ass out of there then. Um, but <laughs> yep. that is going to be, since that, since that was your standard action and your move action, that is the end of your turn, uh, which means it's Ruby's turn. Okay, I'm going to try and- Wait, and Gemini's there too, right? Yes. Yeah. I am going to back up away from her, like back up, back to Gemini. Okay. I might wish the Gemini. By the way, I discovered I have a new power. I call it the Razzle Dazzle. Gemini hasn't taken her eyes off of Emily the entire time. He just goes, cool. I am going to say to Emily, like, stop this. It's not worth it. And Emily wipes her eyes and just looks up and goes, worth it? Worth it? He locked me in a vault. He forgot about me. They all, no one even said anything. No one ever came looking. No one ever, you don't get to tell me what's worth it for my life. This is not the right path. I think you should see a therapist or something. Someone just talk. I think talking to someone would be really helpful. Well, you know what? When I'm all done, I've got plenty of money to do that now. Okay. I'm going to do razzle dazzle again. And so what was that again? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to. You don't have to do an attack check. Oh, I don't. Nope. Let me make sure real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because it's uh. Visual. Um, so I need to roll a save. And what was your rank in that again? It was three. And she immediately puts her hands up. The second you stop, she pulls it away and looks just kind of like cracking her, her knuckles in her hands. Uh-oh. Fool me once. And at this point, it's now Gemini's turn. Gemini steps between the two of you. Gemini's eyes begin to emit a red glow and her hands start emitting a red mist. And she looks over her shoulder at you. Ruby, I need you to get out of here. Okay. It's like, okay, I will. Oh, wait, did she touch anybody else after me? Gemini actually pushes you out the door, Ruby. Okay, so I'm outside now? Yeah, you're outside, and you just start seeing, like, bright flashes of red and yellow. It's a rave! (laughs) She only can hold one power at a time. No, she can hold multiple powers at the same time. And suddenly you hear, like, a lot of, like, yelling and grunting from both of them. And then you just all of a sudden you hear Gemini scream, Ruby, go! I guess I run to the car and I start driving away, but I, I, hey Siri, call Myra. And then is she back to headquarters yet? Oh, I I was there in like 0.2 seconds. Okay, cool. (laughs) 
Hello, Ruby? What's going on? I, I don't know. Gemini told me to get out of there, and there was all these lights, and she told me to run, and I'm in- I'm nearby, but I'm not there, and I honestly don't know what's happening right now. Wait, so Gemini and, and Emily are facing off alone? Yes. I think I should probably come back. Yes. Okay, see you soon. I will now call Frank and ask him how he's coming with that thing that he's building. Because I don't really know how many hours it's been. And you hear like a bunch of little little electrical zaps like bzz, bzz, bzz. Yeah, yeah, Ruby, what's up? How, how is it coming? There's, it's escalated, the situation. Oh, um, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm going as fast as I can. I, I, we're still talking a couple hours. Okay. Where's Gemini? Where's Myra? Where's the manager? Myra ran the manager back to the headquarters, and I think she's about to run back. Gemini started doing something with red and yellow lights and told me to run. And so I, I'm nearby, but not quite there. And I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I was trying to tell Myra to come back. Because I feel like we need as many people here as possible. Wait, red and yellow? Wait, was there a red mist? Yes. Yes, there was. Did she tell you to get back here? Gemini just told me to run. All right, we got you. Got to you. Got to trust her, Ruby. Uh, as I say, make make sure the manager is secure. He's the mission right now. Well, yeah, my thought was if she's telling me to run, I assume she's doing something where I could get hurt and I should listen. All right, I got to get back to this. Should I come back there? What would you suggest I do? You guys need to be wherever that manager is right now. Okay, then I will drive back to headquarters. To meet up with Myra. But I was probably, like, already over your shoulder listening to the end of that phone call. Okay. Alright, so, let's let's assume that you ran. Did you hear the tail end of that phone call then? Okay. (laughs) I was like, no, no, we need to stay with Alex and make sure he's safe. Go back. I'll be there soon. God, I just got here. Okay. So, Myra, you end up back at Union, and you kind of just left Alex there, standing in front, and he looks like a little, first off, like... A little, his wh- hair is all, sw- his, his, yeah, he looks a little deer in the headlights. His hair is all like whipped right straight back. <laughs> He's like, whoa. Should, would it help Frank? Because now we know like when and like why her abilities manifested. Would it be helpful if I told Frank that? So, am, am, like how long did it take me to get back there? You're heading back right now and Myra and uh, and Alex are back at base and Alex is just kind of in shock. By the way, I'm a speedster. <laughs> Did, did he throw up? I noticed. Where Where are we? We're at Union Headquarters. This is the safest place for you right now. I watched her walk through walls. Yeah, that's it's pretty shocking, isn't it? <laughs> she, she she's insane. I I I didn't do these things. I didn't I don't know what she's talking about. I, oh boy. I mean, Ooh. I'm sure it wasn't done on purpose, but Obviously, something did happen. And he kind of sways and puts his arm against the wall. I'd like to sit down now. Feel free. <laughs> You're a Ruby. A little while later, you arrive in the SUV. Yeah. Okay. So I park it, and then I'm gonna go to engineering and be like, "Hey, Frank. She talked about some like of when her abilities first manifested, and I wasn't sure if that would like help figuring out like how she got them. Kind of, but that." Uh- just uh, uh, write it down for me, because right now I'm just, I, I gotta get this done. If you're, okay. uh, have you heard from Gemini? Has anybody heard from Gemini? No. Do I have Gemini's? I think I have Gemini's phone number, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I, but I think she's kind of busy. Yeah. Well, like I assume. Well, I also assume she has my phone number. Is my so she has the ability yes. to call me. Mm. Correct. And I said no. I write it down on a piece of paper for Frank, assuming Ruby's handwriting is actually legible, unlike mine. And be like, here you go. Yeah. Also, I think if we like end up capturing her, she's gonna need a therapist. Need need to get like <laughs> Doctor Fraser Crane to come help her out. All right, Frank goes, oh, yeah, sure. And he, because he's not really paying attention, he's like really busy, like soldering. Yeah, he's clearly preoccupied. I assume I f- locate Myra in the building. That's what I was going to say, is because last time we checked, they were, you guys were outside. Did you take him inside the building? Yeah. All right, so you're sitting in the foyer then. I find Myra, and I was like, I wrote down for Frank how she got her powers in case that could help with like capturing her. Good idea. Okay, so as you're all in the foyer, Agent Kevin Lewis makes his way down the stairs. What the hell is going on? A lot. Um, stuff. And things. Where's Gemini? She's kind of busy right now. She started using a power that involved, like, red red and yellow lights and a red mist and yelled at me to run, and I assumed I should trust her on that. But we have the bank manager. He's here. She's- Gemini's in the middle of confronting Emily at the moment. Wait, did you say- you said red mist? Yes. Okay. Does that mean something? I give Ruby a look. Like, they seem this red yeah. mist thing. Yeah, that's, like, Ruby, that's completely <laughs> a character go, does that mean something? That means Gemini decided to take Serena's powers. <gasps> Chapter 5. Life of the Party. Part 2. Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Press. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and tucked into bed with a goodnight kiss by myself, R.C. Byler. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review so we know what you love about the show. You can find us on Twitter at MayhemCast. Follow us there so you can see our blog posts and keep up with everything we do. Dan, who plays Yardak, wrote one about the growth of LGBT representation in superhero media recently. They aren't new, but I'd like to thank Alex at underscore Nataroma and Emily Hahn at Stiletto underscore Snake again for being our NPC names based on listeners. If you'd like to be included as an NPC, you can tweet about the show using the hashtag MayhemCast. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at MasksAndMayhem.com.